Today in the world of boxing, it's what I call the new kids on the block. Oh, oh, I oh, 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 I oh. You got the right stuff. F.A. Ajagba. Uh, John, that was horrible. Was that really bad? Yeah. That wasn't good? Like the whole, like, uh, was it the vocals? Was my pitch off or just everything was bad? The song was horrible. <laughs> F.A. Ajagba. You know, Connor Ben. There's a lot of fighters out there today. Jared Anderson, Jerron Ennis. Like, these kids are crazy great fighters, Kev. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to be upfront. I didn't see any of those fights. I don't have Showtime, but uh, you told me about them. And I was, I was very interested in uh, th those fights. And um, he gave me some good info. And I was. Um, some pretty good results. What, what, what did you think about the results from that? I thought they were excellent. They were definitely, you know, uh, very conclusive. Like, you got to know who won the fight because all of them went by way of knockout. So, let's talk about F.A. Ajagba wins over Brian Howard in round three and just looked the part of an amazing heavyweight you know, on the uh, course to being the part. Like, to be honest with you, he looks the part and sure. uh, looked phenomenal. And then we had Connor Ben, you know, who went out there, who is now 18 and 0 with 12 KOs at 147 pounds, dismisses yep. his opponent in round one of Samuel Vargas, destroys okay. him. <laughs> like, I'm like, what am I watching here? And then Jared Anderson uh, comes out and wins KO2 and now is 9-0 with nine KOs. All right, these kids, again, they're the new kids on the block. And then we had Jared Ennis on Showtime now at 27-0 with 25 KOs at 147. What is happening? I know. Um, so the first one um... – I guess I'm, I'm just going to speak on the, the fight that I actually saw was uh, F.A. Ikjaba. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what his opponent's name is, but I saw the knockout. I mean, that was devastating. Brian Howard got sent to hell. Yeah. He, I mean, that right hand, he uh, landed on him. Definitely put him uh, definitely six feet under. Like, you, like as we would say. I mean, he, he was really out of it, out cold. I didn't see the rest of the bout, but he, he made a statement. I don't know too much about his opponent, but this is a guy that's been coming up for a while, uh, F.A. Uh, Egjamba. He looks like a pretty good heavyweight, but I've seen him in some other fights where he's kind of struggled a little bit. I mean, he's a little bit raw, but he's definitely got a lot of punching power. And and as you know with heavyweights, when you got power, you can beat anybody, so... Definitely somebody to look at in uh, the near future. That's why I wanted to cover, um, you know, all the other fights that had transpired before where we get to the meat and potatoes of the pod today. Obviously talking about Joe Smith and Maxim Vlasov. Like that yeah, was so, a hell so, of a so fight. So, John, before, before we go to that, um, how, how did uh, Jerron uh, Ennis look? Because um, I don't have showtime, so... So, so we're kind of going into this, and you're kind of giving people the, um, you know, the stuff on, on what happened because I, I really didn't see any of those fights. So, what did you think of that one? Phenomenal. 
You know, I think Ennis has all the tools at 147. I'm not trying to jump on the bandwagon too soon, but he's got great fundamentals, great rudiments, uh, great punching power. Uh, nobody's, in my opinion, ever beat up Sergey Lipinets as bad as Ennis did. And Ennis got him out there again to recap in the sixth round. I thought uh, the fight would go under seven, and my prediction was correct. Um, you know, he had great right hands, great maneuverability, uh, showed great athleticism. I mean, the sky's the limit for Ennis. And, you know, we I, I talked about Connor Bent, you know, before, and he's yeah. also at the same weight category, 147. And these are the new kids on the block. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that ties he, he it in. <laughs> he sounded a little bit better there. He, he, Was that a better, better yeah, pitch? I had a better pitch. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, though. And then we saw it with FAA Jogba today at heavyweight. And we saw it with Jarrett Anderson yeah. so at heavyweight. That, 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 that's the thing that was good is um, kind of what you brought up is uh, those four four guys that you talked about that won today. They're all prospects. There's something to look forward to in the future of boxing. The um, new kids on the block. Yeah. So, some might become world champions. Some might not. But they're all pretty um, – at least at the very least you could say they're entertaining types of fighters. I mean, the, the opponent levels on each guy was a little bit different. Obviously, Ennis was the one who really stepped up there. Um, Ejaba, his opponent was not the greatest opponent, from what I understand. Um, I, I would definitely love to see uh, Ennis step up to another top opponent. But, but I mean, he definitely um, – I mean, obviously, I didn't see it. But just from what you were telling me, he, he, he definitely made a statement. Um, Lipinets is not a pushover. A very good fighter, um, but he's not a real welterweight. So that was kind of my my concern coming into the fight. Um, we talked about this last week. Who we thought was going to win? I definitely thought Ennis was going to beat him. And um, like you said, he made a, a great statement. And there's some other guys out there who are welterweights uh, prospects, like uh, Virgil Ortiz, who fought a Maurice Hooker a few weeks ago. Uh, how would you compare the two uh, performances between those two guys? Obviously, like the opponents, maybe would you would you consider those two opponents about to be about the same level, like uh, Murray's Hooker and Sergey Lipinets, to make a comparison there? I think it's an amazing fight if we think about Ennis, you know, and Ortiz. That's an incredible fight. Styles make fights and. Both guys fight very aggressively, and I'd love to see that fight, you know, if they can make it happen. I mean, it's a high-risk fight for both but of them. I, I, I guess uh, what, what I was asking is, um, based on the two opponents both these guys fought, um, would you consider their opponents to be about on an equal level? or I, I, I guess I just want yes. to compare the two uh, performances between okay. Virgil yep. Ortiz against Maurice Hooker and then um, Jerome Ennis against Sergi Lipinets. Like, how would you compare each guy's performance? Do you think one guy kind of made a, a bigger statement or was it equal or how, how would you look at that? Equal equation, uh, similar opponents. Um, I got to give Ennis the nod for a little bit of an edge here. 
in terms because Lipinets, I've never seen him, Kev, get beat like this before. Like Lipinets took severe punishment, like significant punishment. And not that Ortiz didn't do that against his opponent the last time he was out, but you know, it's like Lipinets never really, you know, he's a world-class fighter and he got, he got turned out, man. He got turned down. He got everything he tried to do and he tried to do a lot of things and credit to him. He really did try, but everything he tried got shut down like every single time. And um, I think Ennis is the real deal. So basically um, this is somewhat what you're saying is, Hooker kind of gave Virgil Ortiz a little bit more resistance. Is is that kind of where you're going there? Yeah, yeah. He had and, a little and, bit and of tougher. And I'm, I'm speaking for somebody who didn't see uh, Ennis and Lipinus tonight, so I'm kind of feeding for some information like right here. But I, you know, uh, Styles makes fights. Yeah, and, you know, and and Hooker has a different style, and he certainly gave Ortiz complications, and Ortiz worked around those yeah. complications and figured them out. Uh, Styles makes fights. Yeah. Um, in this case, like I, I think Ennis had the perfect style for Lipinets. Uh, Lipinets, I, I, I think he's a really good fighter, but he never had a chance in this fight from the yeah. opening bell, in my opinion. Never at one point in time. Uh, he got he got his bell rung from the bell getting rung. If you feel me, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think that was simply an assessment that we kind of had because um, just from a matter of style, like you said, uh, Lipinets is somebody who um, I wouldn't want to call him a brawler, but he's a fighter. And um, Maurice Hooker, he fought Virgil Ortiz a few weeks ago. He's more of a boxer slash puncher. So he has a little bit more of, um, I guess you can call wrinkles in his game. Like if he needs to box, he can box. He has more length. Um, Lipinets is a much shorter guy with short arms. And especially against somebody like uh, Ennis, who is a tall, rangy guy. But he's tall and rangy, but he can fight on the inside. And, you know, he throws body shots. And he's just very dynamic in his style. And he's a very difficult opponent, I'm sure, for anybody, you know, I mean, he's going to get avoided, like we were saying. Um, He's going to get avoided like the plague from Mm -hmm. now on, like he's always been. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, seeing Ennis fight in the future, uh, what opponents they line up for him, what opponents will actually get in the ring with him. And I also definitely looking forward to uh, Virgil Ortiz. Um, Let's move on to... um, yeah, I, I I watched this fight uh, on my patio with the big screen, uh, with the video projector, Maxim Vlasov against Joe Smith Jr., and that was an excellent fight. I mean, it definitely exceeded my uh, expectations. I really enjoyed it a lot. What 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 did you think about there, John? One hell of a fight, you know, when you have your wife join you and she's watching every round and commentating about every round and then trying to, like, render her decision about the verdict of the fight. You know it's a good fight. Yeah. And this thing was a absolute, you know, barn burner, just one of those old-school throwback fights, a lot of inside uh, exchanges, a lot of back and forth. To be honest with you, Kev, 
I had Vlasov winning seven rounds to five. I could have seen it a draw as well. I could have seen it a draw. But, I mean, I love Joe Smith going into that fight, man. Like, he was my guy to pull it out. And he did do well in certain pockets of success. And you saw that, you know, Maxim got rocked and stuff. Um, And a great, great fight. Uh, This is what boxing needs. Um, and something that I, I, I actually um, thought was good about the fight, and this is in contrast to um, a lot of the criticism with commentating, I thought Andre Ward and um, Tim Bradley, was it, was it Tim Bradley also was on the Tim broadcast? Bradley, yes. Yeah. I thought Andre Ward did, like, an excellent job today. I he was phenomenal. A lot of credit. Um, about, like, what was going on. Um from an honesty standpoint, I don't know if I necessarily agree with how they were scoring the rounds, but how they were assessing what was going on, because I saw Vlasov really moving forward most of the fight, and he was being very effective. He, he was um, he wasn't really throwing a whole lot of power shots, but he was definitely getting Joseph's attention. He's backing him up, and this is kind of like something I, I've talked to you about a lot about how to fight a puncher. Um, If you're fighting a puncher, the whole uh, strategy is to back up a puncher. If you keep a puncher on the back foot, the majority of them is very effective. And I I think we we even saw this, I think with um, minimally with Triple G and Canelo, the second fight, because you remember the first fight Canelo was kind of backing up. He was not wanting to engage as much, um, regardless of how you felt who who won the fight. But the second fight, Canelo was more um, standing his ground. And I think um, in this fight, your perspective was, I, I didn't score it round by round, but from, from what I'm getting from you, you said that Vlasov won the fight. And yeah. I think the reason... Part of the reason why I think that you saw it that way was because Vlasov was pressing the action. He was um, his defense was very good. He wasn't taking a lot of clean shots. He was getting hit. He he would get hit with some clean shots, but he definitely was controlling how the fight was going. So if you looked at uh, ring generalship, if mm-hmm. you looked at effective aggressiveness, he was definitely the aggressor for most of the fight. And if you want to look at clean punching, I mean. Joe Smith was definitely landing probably the cleaner punches, but Vlasov was landing a lot of really good shots. So the fight was very in a very good balance the whole time. It was an excellent fight. I mean, I was enjoying the fight. I mean, I had a, a great time watching it. My wife the whole time, she was on uh, TikTok on her phone. I was trying to get it. <laughs> My wife was into it. She's yeah. like, man, this is good. Dude, I watched combat sports from 9 a.m., Okay, all the way up to 9 p.m. And my wife sat with me and God, you know, bless her soul because she like watched the majority of UFC and the boxing and all the things that transpired today. And I got to say that main event between Smith and Vasilov, like that was rev- very reminiscent of like James Tony versus, you know, Giroff. Like that was like, yeah. like, right. It had that kind of vibe to it was back and forth and jockeying for position. Yeah. And, you know, not, like not with, not with like the same amount of skill, 
but it but like the action. The will. Not the yeah, skill, but yeah. the will. I mean both both guys were was um you, you never really knew where the fight was gonna go because both guys would never let the other guy kind of take the plane. So I mean never. It was pretty like even the whole time. It was like somebody would land a punch and and I think I saw Lassov get caught with some really good shots. In the seventh round. And, and the the seventh saying, round, like, yeah. This guy has a really good chance. Because, like, it, it wasn't like he would get hit with a big shot. And then, but you can kind of tell, he would, he would get buzzed a little bit. But he would never, like, he would never let the other guy get the momentum. And, and kind of what I saw was, um, I, I thought Lassov did win the fight. But. I thought the draw was where, like, at the end of the fight, I said to myself, um, I thought it was a draw. I really did, because Vlasov was the guy who was controlling the action. But if you watched it, and um, <clears throat> Vlas or um, Joe Smith was the guy that was landing the harder shots. Oh, he Most certainly like, did. Like, the, the bigger, like, the person who landed the bigger shots. That seventh round certainly showed that. The seventh round certainly showed that. Like, he had him really, really hurt. You know, Smith had his opponent really, really hurt. Um, but a great fight. I, I, I would have been comfortable with a draw, you know. But now we got Smith as a mandatory for Arthur Betterbeev. Whoa. Yeah, I, I think he's getting knocked out there. But that's, that's uh, kind of a little bit premature for me to talk about. But... Um, no, I don't think you're but wrong yeah, there, Kev. That, I don't think I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he showed a lot, but the thing with Joe Smith is he is like a truth machine. So I want I definitely want to see him again. Um it was very entertaining. He had a bad cut from um maybe the second or third round and, and I saw him in a few points in the fight where I'm like, he's in real trouble. And it almost like it, it was like uh, maybe the second or third round, he had a bad cut, and I was like, he's in real trouble. Like I, I thought that he was going to get stopped from the cuts, and maybe two, three rounds later, I just completely forgot about it. I mean, he's a real—I I don't know if I want to call him an old school fighter because he's not hasn't been all that active as far as how many fights he has, but just his mentality. I mean. He, he knows how to fight through adversity. Um, he seems like he's... Um, he makes the most out of the uh, the limited amount of... I mean, he's not a very super skilled fighter, but he's gritty. I mean, and, and I think he's the type of fighter that for a, a layman's type of uh, boxing fan, somebody who's not into boxing... If you if you flip the, the switch on ESPN and you saw what we saw tonight, I think you make some new fans watching a guy like that. Honest, lunch pail, you know, like I always like to say, type of fighter. That's who we like to see. Uh, we want to see more of him. And um, good good luck to him. Uh, congratulations to Joe Smith, new uh, WBO world champion. Blue collared lunch pail, best way to describe. Joe Smith Jr. I mean, he really does bring it. And, you know, for lack of certain skill sets that he might not require, he brings it with his nuts and guts and intestinal fortitude. Like, I mean, he's got a chin. You know, he presses his opponent. He does the best he can. 
And uh, he works with the tools that he has, just like he probably does in a job. Like they're, they probably give him a toolbox. And they're like, here, here are the tools you have today to do this job. Figure it the fuck out. Yep. And that's what he does in the ring. And, and it's so like evident that he does that. And I, I respect a fighter like that. And I love fights like we saw tonight. Like, I don't want to jump the gun early. I know we're only in, you know, April, but, uh, this was probably one of the fights of the year to be remembered because oh, yeah. a lot yeah. of times we all forget like towards the end of the year, like, you know, the fights that happen early in, in the first quarter or the second quarter, th this fight was fucking phenomenal. Like yeah. they, these guys went hard as fuck, bro. Yeah. And, and, and uh, also um, cheers to Maxim Vlasov. I mean, for an unknown opponent to come from Russia to come over to the United States, and where were they fighting? Oklahoma or Oklahoma? Tennis? Yep. For him to come over to Oklahoma and make a performance like that, I mean, I know he didn't win on the scorecards, and my mindset is like, I mean, you're far away from home. Um, he probably needed to do a little bit more, but I think he fought probably as good as he could have. So, I mean, I got to give him a lot of credit. I mean, I, I thought he probably... He left it in the ring, bro. it out. Yep. I'm sure if he was in Russia, I think he would have won a clear decision. Um, and, and, I mean, I, I think the 11th round was the key part in the fight because there I saw maybe about two or three low blows um, that Joe Smith landed. Those rabbit punches were very devastating. I mean, that really took a lot of uh, a lot out of Vlasov in that eleventh round, and I thought Vlasov really struggled in that twelfth round. He really needed to win that round to uh, pull the fight out. But I, I think those some of those fouls really took him out of. Um, I wouldn't say it took him out of the fight because I mean he fought very valiantly in the twelfth round, but he, he had a mountain to climb from there. And um, he was such a warrior to me because he could have took the whole five minutes. Um, he took maybe a minute or so just to show that, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to go out on my shield. I'm not going to make no excuses. I'm a far away from home. And I came here to fight. I came here to win. And um, I have so much respect for that guy as a fighter. And um, to, me, he, to me, he won the night. Yes. What, what do you think about that? I agree with you. I thought it was a great fight. You know, credit to both men. It was a hell of a fight. No losers here. Um, again, I thought Maxim won the fight, you know, by a point or two. Very close. When it comes down to, like, that 7-5 to five range, when you're starting to score a fight like that, it, it's a very close verdict. It's like, you know, okay, so it could kind of go either which way because one more point, then we're in draw territory. Yeah. You know, so... I thought it was great. I, I certainly thought Maxim came in and did his thing. I, I thought Joe did his thing. Um, I think Joe was a little behind himself in terms of what I think his maximum capability was to do in this fight. Um, and I'm going to explain what that is right now. Uh, commitment to power. He was backing up way too much. He wasn't fighting as confidently as he fights when he does score his knockouts. And when you see a fighter fight, you know, you could fight on your back foot and, and counter punch. I get that. That's fine. But 
he wasn't moving forward much. He was getting moved backward. Yeah. And that to me was a telltale. He was uncomfortable. Then that's a mental, that's a physical and mental condition that fighters go through. And I understand what that's like. And once I saw that, that's when I started in my, my brain scoring rounds for Maxim Vlazov. Like, because I thought he was like you said, bro, like he was, Bring generalship, like he was moving the pressure of the fight. Yeah, I mean, you could tell that Joe Smith was not comfortable with the way that the fight was playing out. Exactly. I mean, he was backing up on the ropes. I mean, I've never seen him kind of in that position. And and Vlasov also was uh, somebody that fought, I think, his last two or three fights at cruiserweight. So he was used to fighting naturally bigger guys. So, um, and cruiserweight, as we know, is um, 200 pounds now. It used to be 190. Um, so the maximum at cruiserweight is 200. So maybe to a regular person, 15 pounds is going to mean a whole lot. But when you're getting pounded by people that are 15 pounds bigger than you, I mean, that's a lot. It's know? a lot of fucking weight, guys. Let's face facts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, and, and, and a lot of it's not even the punches. It's just what, what I saw in the fight was, the natural strength of Vlasov, you know, when they were, uh, they get in the clinches and stuff, Joe Smith seemed to have a problem with that. He wasn't able to push uh, Vlasov back. Vlasov was constantly able to push him back. And and that made um, a, a huge difference in how the fight played out. But either way, kudos to both guys. I mean, it, it was a, a really good fight. I was, I was very happy to... Um, to me, when I watch boxing nowadays, um, all I want to see is uh, a good fight. I mean, I'm not on one guy's side or the other. I mean, obviously, we have fighters that we favor, fighters that we really like. But I would rather see a really good fight than see um, a fighter that I like just blow a guy out in one or two rounds. So. Well, that's all we want is the good fights. And that's why I said, like, the, you know, the new kids on the block today, like, you know, they're not household names, but maybe they will be. And they're yeah. fighting. And during these crazy times, they're fighting their ass off. And oh, 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 oh. Is that not? I, I ruined it again. I had it before, but I, I lost it's, it. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> the right stuff. No, that's terrible. Why am I even trying? And I, I got close to the mic too. I did like a sexual chocolate. You know, <laughs> I was like about to throw the mic down. That's funny, man. Oh, dude, we're off the fucking rails, and I love it. All right, so uh great, great fight weekend. Great, great uh for boxing. Um, to see people come back and uh you know, there's a lot of rumblings and talks about, you know, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. So me and Kev will be back next yeah. week and we'll probably give you some of the juice on that. We There's a lot of uh, investigative work we need to do here because this thing is fucking a mess. Like I heard there's like seven to ten contracts drawn up that... Yeah. It's it's I don't even want to go I'm there. I'm not really following. Um, I don't want to go either. Yeah, <laughs> stepping back, stepping back on that one, and when it gets signed, and I guess we can talk about it then. Exactly. That's why I ain't even fucking with it. Like I was, I was looking at this today, 
and I was trying to follow the whole like you know read on it engage it and I'm like yeah this is just fucking boxing at its worst like it's, let's, yeah, let's take it for what it is but I mean at least we got some fights coming up we'll be back next week we'll talk about some other stuff and we'll give you some juice and we'll see if Kevin cares about some shit I have whipped up there's some crazy like you know nonsense battles happening in boxing and you know we'll see if uh kevin gives a shit about this so <laughs> we'll see more, more than likely i don't unless it's something big i don't give a shit that's how it goes but i think uh, you got your answer already people yeah but <laughs> I'm, 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 always, I'm always trying to keep things positive you know so i try to keep it on the up and up but this fucking thing is weird but at least we had a good day today yeah. with in the world of boxing but this sport is weird yeah, de definitely definitely entertaining um, yes better than it has been <laughs> and um, I, I didn't get to see the showtime uh card but you know there, there there's always uh what, what, what would you call it the radio the radio. Uh, yeah, I can always find it on the radio somewhere. Yeah, you could you could find it on the radio, and uh, <laughs> you know, just make sure you uh, you you clean your history. Yeah. Afterwards. If <laughs> <laughs> you're the best, brother, we'll talk soon. Everybody, right. follow us. We're out there. We're on everything. iHeart, Spotify, iTunes. Ah, and yeah, we're out of here. Uh, Remember the Platinum Fights YouTube channel. Um, Platinum Fights YouTube. Yep, that, that's where uh, the show will be also. And uh, John Signorella's uh, YouTube channel. And um, we're, we're just keep keep pumping the shows out. We, we decided to do this uh, very late show tonight for, for everybody. And um, yeah, you know, KO, KO Nation podcast is how we do. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. That's Hopefully, how yeah. we do. We do yeah. impromptu. Yeah. I'm rhyming over here. Oh, by the way, you know, speaking of rhymes, DMX. Yeah. Big up. Rest in peace, DMX. Yes. One of the best out there, legend in hip hop. Absolutely. Ciao, everyone. Be well. Wash uh -huh. your hands. <laughs>